Hey everybody, it's Dominic. I wanted just to take a moment to introduce you to the newest partner to the podcast, and that is StopboxUSA.com. StopboxUSA.com is a phenomenal site for you to go check out, especially if you own a firearm or you know someone who does. Uh, what is a stopbox? It, it's a portable, instant access handgun retention device that does not use any batteries and, uh, or electronics or you don't have to fumble around with external keys. And, and what it does is it helps you secure your firearm without sacrificing any accessibility when you need it most. And so if you have a firearm or maybe you know someone who does and it's getting to be Christmas time, go right now to StopboxUSA.com and check out the full line of firearm products. And make sure whenever you go to the checkout, put in the promo code GATHER, that's G-A-T-H-E-R, in the promo code spot to get an additional discount at stopboxusa.com. Enjoy the show. What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for checking out the Here's the Deal podcast. My name is Dominic Kendall, and like always, I am joined by my friend and co-host, Luke Chris. Luke, how are you doing, man? Doing good, buddy. Things are well here. How about you? Uh, doing really well. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of getting back in the swing of things. Football is about to start. Rock yep, it up! Yep, yep. Sorry. Um, and so uh, we're looking forward to a mediocre season. And so cannot wait. And because uh, you're a big uh, UAB fan, right? Yeah, this is not true, but I am a big SEC fan now. Because you're well in the year 2025, I will be. You're a Texas Longhorn fan, even though yes. you don't know anything about them. I know a, a ton about them. Who's their starting quarterback? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Okay, you got it. Perfect. Um, well, on today's episode, we actually have uh, a guest with us who we're super excited about having, who is familiar to many of the listeners of the Here's Still podcast, um, who is not only a good friend of mine, but also on staff with me here at Connect Church, who is uh, our worship pastor and, and a friend for a long time. We are super grateful to welcome Zach Bennett to the podcast. Zach, how are you? Doing great. Thank you guys for having me on the show today. I oh, appreciate Zach. It. Well, listen, me goes. This goes long, a long, long way back. You, uh, you and I have been friends for a long time, but also we have a very unique connection because your sister married my brother. So we are Bro- second cousins. We are second brother-in-laws, <laughs> and so <laughs> neither one of those seem hey, correct. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> in Alabama, that's actually the law, and that's so right. uh, <laughs> well, one of the things about uh, having you on, Zach, and, and kind of getting an idea of. What you do is is you're a worship leader, and you've done a lot of stuff with our student ministry. You've done a lot of stuff. Of course, you are the uh, you are the uh, the worship pastor at Connect Church here in Sevierville, uh, Tennessee, and and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things is is uh, you do more than that, don't you? A lot more than that. What else do you do? Well, uh, basically anything revolving graphics at our church, mm-hmm. I'm in charge of as far as our online presence, social media. Uh, you know, website design, uh, you know, any anything like that. Anything that goes out of Connect Church as far as mail-outs, I usually have something to play in uh, as well. Um, and then, of course, our production side of things mm-hmm. on top of that. Uh, any any type of uh, live streaming uh, cameras, 
Yeah, as, right. as you know, that's the joke yeah. on our, our team is Zach needs more money for cameras. So yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of anything revolving that. And then also, of course, the worship ministry side of things. So so only working on Mondays and Wednesdays or Sundays and Wednesdays. That's Perfect. right. Part-time. Um, part-time. Yeah, just part-time. Um, <laughs> no, Zach does all that stuff and does it really well, and I'm so glad um, because I, if I was here and it was just me, they would ask me to do it, and I wouldn't be able to. So <laughs> I feel like they wouldn't, no. You know, well, A I lot mean, of Googling. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you were to see our team, I'm the only other one who knows how to use the mail app on the computer. So, so true. <laughs> um, well, Zach, listen, how was it that you got started in wanting to do music and worship ministry and all that kind of stuff? What was what was kind of the catalyst for that in uh, in your life, and and why worship ministry? Well, my dad, uh, I've always had a love for music. My dad was in the Southern Gospel Quartet, and so uh, growing up, my you know. My whole childhood was basically going to Southern Gospel singings. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. And uh, people nowadays they joke that I'm on the other side of things. You know, I'm the I'm the enemy now yeah, <laughs> a little right. bit, just you know, joking around. But uh, that's kind of the thing in the Southern Gospel world. the The kids will some way get involved with the Southern Gospel group, you know, and they'll do yeah. a family band or whatever. Yeah, uh, I chose a different route, although my love for music developed because of the Southern Gospel world. Yeah, uh, just through circumstances in my life, I picked up a guitar one day and thought, "Hey, this would be fun. Give it a try." I wanted to quit about two months in, but my mom said, "You already quit piano. You're not quitting guitar and You're violin gonna... and the cello." And I quit it all. I quit it all. But uh, she said, "I want you to stick with this one," and thankfully I did. And about three years after I learned playing guitar, my student, my student pastor Scott Carter, uh, basically just. Uh, I auditioned, I, I made the, the band, and one day I was sitting in the back of the, the stage, and he stopped all of practice, because back then, practice was basically getting the music 30 minutes before the service starts, practicing, yeah. practicing for 10, and then you're ready to go. Yeah, He stopped practice and was like, hey, who's that singing? Who is that? Zach, is that you? And I was like, uh-huh. And he goes, well, come up here, you're leading this one tonight. So that's basically how it all got started, and... From then, I just led in various student ministries, and then I moved over to Charlotte for my first time, uh, my first full time position, and then yeah. I was there for almost seven years, and now I'm back here at Connect. So, that's crazy. It is seven years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically how just grew up in it. Yeah. That, that was the culture of my family was music, basically. And now you do actually play piano, though. Uh, yeah. So when I was five, that that kind of goes back to why my mm-hmm. mom wouldn't let me quit guitar because when I was five, I took piano lessons and hated it. Yeah. I think as all five-year-olds probably do hate piano yeah. lessons. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to quit, and she said, yeah, that's fine. But then once I started guitar, she's like, no, you're not quitting guitar. But Which, the fact that you can still play both is really impressive. Well, and now I wish I would have never quit piano. But, yeah. you know, if I would have never quit piano, I probably would have never learned guitar. So yeah. it all kind of ended up working out. The sovereignty yeah. of God. Amen. Um, <laughs> now, Luke, you play a little, uh, you play a little guitar. Uh, <laughs> I know the three worship chords. Uh, hey, there's four. On my okay. keyboard this past year, I've now nice. learned the intro to King of Kings. Uh, that's oh, it, very though. cool. In the key of D so, or the key of C? Uh, C. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. You're getting there, I believe. That didn't sound very... <laughs> he sounded pretty disappointed with that one. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, oh, okay. Loser. No, it's it's probably not the uh, original. Um, no, it, hey, look, key, key of C is great. Key of C is great. Seriously, because uh, a lot of the... The key of D is a little high for a lot of women, so key of C works. Works good. Just my so. my guitar and piano are 
I tell people that for the people who don't play piano and don't play guitar, I play enough that I can fool them into thinking that I can play. But anyone who actually does play, they're like, okay, this, this guy has no clue what he's doing. He's just putting things together that sound decent. Oh, that's great. And but then all the people who don't know, they're sometimes. like, man, this guy's awesome. <laughs> Was that Chris Tomlin? Was that Chris Tomlin? That's perfect. Love it. That's good. Well, um, one of the things I think, uh, you know, outside of doing what you do um, is you have a pretty big job when it comes to the church. And uh, and so you've been here for how long? Um, well, well, we're almost three. We're almost three years old as a church. I came here officially in September of 2018. That was the launch, the the first Sunday morning launch day at Connect Church. Hmm. Uh, I, the very first thing I ever did with Connect Church was back all the way in January 2018. So, you know, just a few months before that, yeah. uh, I came and led one of their first ever nights at the barn night we mm-hmm. met in a barn just kind of getting interest for a launch team see who would want to join us you know to start launching the church and uh, but i didn't officially come on until uh, the september time got you yeah got you so yeah. zach my question would be um i've always heard which i uh have honestly always agreed with that worship pastors should be uh the most one of the most if not the most theologically sound uh, person in your church. Uh, so what, how would you, what would be your method, uh, in going about, I don't know, just the, the heaviness of the doctrine and theology that's associated with the songs that you choose every Sunday morning and every service? Well, um, methodology wise, as far as like ultra practical, Mm -hmm. what is the sermon about? I like, I like to start there how can I best prepare the people for the sermon? I, I kind of like that. Like that's just ultra, ultra practical, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as like uh deeper, like it's really, I take it a song by song basis. If somebody brings me a song or if I hear a song and uh, you know, just without, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Reckless love. <laughs> Reckless love. Okay. <laughs> song of the year, you know, but for me in my, in my, where I'm at, just in my walk with the Lord and, and, and my theology, I, I just personally disagree that God's love is reckless, right? Yeah. And as far as creative license to an artist or to a writer, I give a ton of creative license as far as using metaphors and all that stuff, you know. Sloppy wet kiss. Sloppy wet kiss. I <laughs> sang it from stage, right? So... uh but I do give a ton of creative license to to artists and to writers. Uh, but as far as like the doctrine and the theology goes, I just take it as a song by song basis. I don't really like to go. Oh, I don't do anything from that artist. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I don't go there because if we took that mentality, we wouldn't do any songs because no Ever. artist would be good enough, yeah. right? The biblical authors disqualified. We yeah. can't even write from the Bible anymore because yeah. they're disqualified. You know, Paul murdered people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, Bethel has, has a giant glowing cloud above their stage, but I mean, they got some good songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, David failed. Uh, Bethel has failed. Elevation has failed. Connect Church has failed. Uh, Enon has failed. Every person has failed. And so, whenever you just get an artist and you just put them inside a box, and just say no because of who you are. I just disagree with it. I think 
uh, I think artists can write biblically, you know, sound doctrine, and I think they can also mess up mm-hmm. at times because no one's perfect, right? So yeah. I really take it as a song-by-song song basis. We've never done Reckless Love at Connect Church. Uh, we've done Bethel Music at Connect Church. I, I love uh, Bethel's most recent album uh, is really good. I think it's the one with goodness of God on it. Uh, but as far as as far as the doctrine, I just do it song by song, yeah. case by yeah. case uh, basis. So that's kind of uh, how I, I go. love that. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, I always I always go back to Arianism was one of the hottest um, heresies of the early church, and it was because he was a worship pastor and he wasn't it wasn't because he was a pastor but people were humming his songs after the thing and he mm. was able to work in false theology via music yeah. and because um, you know that's one of the big heavy things about doing worship leading is I mean I've never hummed one of Anthony's sermons at the end of things or I've never hummed my own sermon it's yeah. always humming reckless love uh, and so when well, you can even see in sermons people adopting catchy you know, it's the hook. What's the hook of yeah. my sermon? That 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 terminology, hook, is from Music. writing. Yeah. Like, what's the hook? What what's going to get people to remember this? And even in sermons, when you try to do that, it's the you know the Baptist, the old Baptist yeah. CCC, yeah. all on the your alliteration, points, because yeah. you're trying to get people to remember those things. Just like with music, people are going to try to remember it when you use the same kind of methodology. So yeah, yeah. And uh, when it comes to like who you're listening to, because that's really good. Because I I always struggle sometimes with. Um, you know who to listen to and all that kind of stuff. But it, with you listening to a whole lot of people, um, what are some of the bad trends that you're seeing? Maybe in some of your worship artists, what are some of the bad things that you're seeing? And also, what are some of maybe the good things when it comes to? I mean, because you you've been doing this for for a while and and being able to see, hey, here are some trends that I've seen recently that are not good in contemporary Christian music. Or hey, man, we been here, but I see a resurgence of this, which is really good. Uh, I'll start with the good. I think the good is there are more options now than ever as far as if you want to uh, start writing or start recording, uh, you can start. It's very inexpensive to get started doing those things, which I encourage to continue writing, continue recording. As far as uh, more options is considered, there's more artists now than ever mm-hmm, churches yeah. are writing music like crazy so uh, there's more people to listen to which is great because we have like i said more options uh, to to pick between um and then some of the the negative things uh just in some writing trends that i've noticed uh more recent like this is extremely recently yeah. basically what they've done with choruses now is <laughs> this is very nitty gritty stuff okay, okay so hear me out we like this Basically, you you sing the first line of the chorus, and then you repeat that line, and then you change it, and then you sing the first line again. Okay, so this is what I'm saying. So like, um, Jira, you are enough. Jira, you are enough. I will be content in every. Ser- Jira, you are enough. And then another song in that album. I'm gonna wait on you. I'm gonna wait on you. Right. I've tasted your goodness. I trust in your prompt. I'm going to wait on you. Right. Yes. Uh, Hillsong's most recent song they literally just released a few days ago. Uh, what's it called? Um, Lean on me. Exactly. How did you know? Uh, 
Know You Will, yeah. if you've heard that one. It's the same exact format. It is, it is literally sing a line, sing the same line again, do a different line, and then sing the first line again. Perfect. I have noticed that. I'm like, what is happening? It's like yeah. every song is like that now. I don't know if it's like there's – but it's weird. A lot of songs are moving to that direction. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Graves in the Gardens chorus is kind of like that in a way. Yeah. Uh, how does it go? Uh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. Lord, there's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's all kind of getting the same. And that's just from someone who most most likely people don't pick that up. Yeah. But just as someone like I do a lot of the a lot of writing and so as someone who does a lot of writing, I notice those trends. I'm like, "Huh, that's kind of weird." Cuz if you go back, like I love Elevation Worship. I I think yeah. they write some of the best stuff. Yeah. There there's a cloud album is so so good. It's such a good album. Every song on there is like, yes, 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 yes. And then you go to their next album, Hallelujah Here Below, I believe. Very good album. And now I've noticed that trend where they're kind of like, their their writing is kind of becoming more of the same. Yeah. Just kind of interesting how that's that's happening. But uh, that's probably the, the one bad that I'm thinking of right now Yeah, is, is that. Yeah. Just in the writing, mm-hmm. it's just kind of... That's more of a nitty gritty thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of the bads. Yeah. Now I'm only going to notice that on every song that I listen to. Well, I mean, <laughs> once you, once you figure that trend out, you're kind of like, huh, weird. Yeah. That is kind of how it's going. So yeah. that's what I will notice. Uh, Shall not want. It does want. seem like those songs are easier to learn. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are easier to learn. Um, but like, that's a part of the hook thing. Yeah. You know, how do you get them to remember this? Yeah. And, I think why I believe it's bad, or it's more on the, I mean, there's good and bad, but why I believe it's more bad is because we're sacrificing a little bit of the the depth, just a little bit yeah. of the depth. For the catchiness. For the catchiness, basically. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Well, that's how I've always felt about Waymaker. I feel like it just says the same things Waymaker. over and over and over. It does. It does. But imagine if it said, you know, Waymaker, Waymaker, that's who you are. Waymaker, <laughs> you yeah, know, like true. at least it'd be it, even less. At least it'd be even less, and that's that's really what I'm trying to get at here. It's it's yeah, just, yeah. um, not much is said in these choruses. Uh, that's why you know, like even uh, Phil Wickham's song that we did this past weekend, "House of the Lord," which I'm a huge Phil Wickham fan. I love his music. Uh, his chorus, you know, "There's joy in the house of the Lord." There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise, I think, or something like that. And then, but then he changes it. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. Mm-hmm. Which you go, what's? But I mean, really, what's the dif? Well, uh, there's a lot of difference there. Yeah. Like I know it may not seem like much, but just changing that one line, in my in my opinion, that chorus is so much better. It's it's fuller. It's, it's fuller. Yeah. Just saying. The Lord is surely in this place. That's just such a great line that yeah. he could have just easily just gone. Let's just sing that first line again, and he didn't. You know, that's yeah. just what I like about it. But yeah, anyway. it's good. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, Zach, you mentioned elevation uh, and a couple other p- people. So, two questions based off of that. Number one, what? Who are some people uh, that you listen to and that you would recommend? And then number two, uh, let's say last three years best worship song in your opinion that has been written and released living hope 
Living Hope, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, that was quick. Is probably the best that I've heard. Uh, I believe it was 2018. Hmm. So I think that's. Yeah, that's RD now. Man, that, man I'm telling that you. Song. I'm telling you, that thing killed at RD now. That was awesome. Living Hope is just. Ugh. It's just such a good song. Mm-hmm. I just. Yeah. It's just like, let's just praise the Lord mm-hmm. and just. Because it, 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 it sounds familiar, but it's just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a good song. Um, as far as sermon wise, uh, music wise, who I listen to, I listen, to, of course, like you said, Elevation. I listen to Bethel. I listen to all of them, uh, all the big people, Hillsong, mm-hmm. United, and Young and Free. And I like to hear a little bit of everything. I listen to the radio some. Uh, Air One. Yeah, I, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very careful about the songs that that we do play from the radio. Uh, some of the songs, and this is this goes back to just a difference in philosophy maybe from some people, but I just like to do songs on Sunday mornings that glorify the Lord. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily talk much about us, yeah. really. They talk more about God and the things that He's done and remembering yeah, what He's done sure. and and His goodness and stuff like that. Um, I feel like the artists that I listen to do that mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Uh, like Phil Wickham. And a lot of people don't realize this. Phil Wickham writes a ton with Bethel music. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they write a lot together. Uh, so... I think Brian Johnson from Bethel and Phil write a lot together. They actually co-wrote Living Hope, uh, oh, Bethel wow. and and hmm. uh, Phil Wickham. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I listen to a lot of Bethel's uh, music, and and whether that's why one of the reasons why I take it on a song by song basis is because if you were to just look at Bethel as a whole, you know, a lot of people have negative things to say about Bethel as yeah. far as their theology goes, but as far as their music goes, for the most part. It's right on point. It's solid. It's which solid. Which is unbelievable. Which is, yeah, I mean, and some people go, well, that's a that's because they're trying to just make it that way to get you in, you know, like, I mean, the things that people will say, <laughs> look, I, I'm not concerned about all that. I'm just trying to lead my people into a place where they can worship God, yeah. you know, and, and I believe that Bethel's music is good uh, mm-hmm. in, that, in that aspect. That's why, as far as, like, you know, I like casting crowns. I like some of those more... Um, Radio, yeah, artists, yeah, yeah. But casting crowns music, they're more about us. You know, remember, even if we are the body, yeah, you know, we are the body. Which, by the way, what a huge shot at the church. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. That's <laughs> basically what that whole song says. Uh, but it's catchy. Uh, so you know, if we are the body, why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? That kind of thing. I've not thought about that song in 15 years. Hey, I don't think that's I've what ever happens heard when you song. got a worship pastor on your uh, yeah. on your podcast, but. But yeah, so songs that are like that, uh, I, I, I listen to those, obviously, from the radio, but we typically don't do them in our church just because, now we may do one here or there, mm-hmm. but uh, but uh, we don't typically do it. We just typically focus on songs that worship and praise the Lord instead of focus on yeah. us. Uh, so I listen to everybody. I listen to all types of, of, uh, of, of styles of worship music. Funny enough, I don't really listen to a ton of, of music outside of worship music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will listen to some 80s. I like 80s. Oh. I mean, I love the 80s music uh, and orchestral stuff. Oh, I enjoy. I know. What weird. is that? Just instrumentation, or- orchestras, stuff like that. Uh, soundtrack albums like Interstellar stuff. Uh, I know, weird. What about? Hans Zimmer. I don't. 
I don't know what you're saying, but I. <laughs> what are these words? Like, What's when you say when you say these things, are you talking about like the Greatest Showman soundtrack? Stuff like that, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. Lord. Okay, I yeah, I know yeah, that. I got. We pulled you back in. Yeah, we're back okay, on the same good. page. Interstellar. Uh, sounds like beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Well, you know Interstellar yeah. with Matthew McConaughey. Look, we've come full circle. <laughs> you mean the quarterback? The quarterback of the Texas Longhorns. Uh, um, but, and then as far as sermons-wise, uh, there's a guy named Miles Monroe. Uh, he's, he's, he's passed. He's no longer with us, you know. But he's dead. He's dead, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Understood. So politically correct. Uh I listen to a lot of his stuff. He's on YouTube a lot. I do listen to some uh, Stephen Furtick. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, Miles Monroe is a black pastor from the Bahamas. I've which never heard of him. Yeah, I know. He, he talks a lot about the kingdom of, of God and mm-hmm. a lot of that kind of language. Yeah. Very kingdom-oriented mind, which yeah. is... Uh, but I really like listening to his stuff. It just kind of gets you thinking in a different way. You yeah. know, kind of, kind of wild, uh, kind of stuff. And then, of course, Pastor Anthony. I listen to him every week, and he's awesome. After I've, twenty years, literally, I've I've done ministry with him for since I was fifteen years old, and I've listened to him just about every week. So yeah. that's another person that I really like listening to. That's great. That's great. Um, you know, one of the things we always ask people um, is, especially in different walks of life, we talk to a lot of people who write a lot, or preach a lot, or teach a lot. But for someone who sings, you know, what are things that you do? that um, help you continue to stir your affections for the Lord in your uh, quiet time, in your, what, what are the things that you do? Maybe it's being outside and, and being out in nature kind of really stirs your affection for the Lord. What are the things that you do to help you continue to walk with the Lord and make much of Him? So what are those things? Probably the, the thing that keeps me, you know, there is remembering mm-hmm. what I deserve. Mm-hmm. But being grateful for what I've been given, mm. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, because you, I mean, I don't have to preach on this thing. You guys know what we deserve. Yeah. Uh, and we're very blessed with what yeah. we've been given. And so just trying to re- just trying to remember those things. A lot of remembering, remembering what he's done for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, pray every night mm-hmm. with my family. We make an intentional thing where we pray every night together. Uh, you know, uh, Bible app helps me as yeah. well. You know, they're literally they just pop up notification reminders, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I use, as far as deeper study, I use an app called Blue Letter Bible. There's yeah. commentaries on there. I love that app as well. I use it to study. I do a small group so that, yeah. you know, it's when you start getting into small groups and, and even just committing to teaching a small group, helps you stay in scripture. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you, you're accountable to people. Yeah. You know, so it, it also helps with that. We're going through the book of Romans in my small group mm. this semester. Uh, so we just did Romans chapter one, which of course, you know, to prepare for Romans, you got to yeah. look up a commentary and figure out what's going on. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, those are, those are really some things, but really just remembering and remembering what I deserve and being grateful for what I've been given and just trying to keep a healthy perspective on that. Yeah, a constant state of remembrance is yeah. good, um, and uh, that's very good. Uh, Luke, you got anything else for Mr. Zachary Carl Bennett? For uh, they say that the guitar is harder to learn but easier to master, and the keys are easier to learn but harder to master. Would you say that's true? So... The keys are harder to learn, 
No, easier to learn. Oh, okay. Easier to harder learn. Harder to master. Harder to master. Guitar is harder to learn, but easier to master. Yes. Okay. I would fully agree with that statement. Who is they? Who says that? Is that a uh, I believe a Reddit forum. <laughs> you literally just looked I it up. I Googled it. I Googled it, and uh, this is what came up. I would agree with that, and the reason being because guitar, there's more pain in learning guitar, just physical oh. pain, because it hurts your fingers so bad. It really does. Because this is an audio podcast and I can't show you, my left hand looks like it's been chewed by a dog. It looks terrible because of of my fingertips. Just pushing on those strings, it's ridiculous how much it hurts. So it's really hard to learn. It makes people want to quit. Uh, And then the piano is easier to learn as far as what's so good about piano is you learn piano with with reading a lot of times. So you just kind of, you just, there it is on the page. You just, hit that key that's on the page. And once you've learned how to read, that's really good. You know, I mean, you can just kind of translate it. But it's harder to master because once you get the keys, like all the key signatures, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to remember what sharps and what flats go with what key, and then you can't hit that note in that key. And Whereas with a guitar, you just have a capo. So with a capo, you can just slide it up and down the neck and you can play all in the same key with just a different capo position, which is really nice. So anyone who plays music or guitar knows what I'm talking about right now. But anyone who doesn't, they're going, this is way over my head. <laughs> I got nothing. I zoned out about five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So, but yes, uh, Luke, you were right. It is true. Yeah. And uh, Reddit's right as well. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, you know, one of the things is, and we'll, we'll end with this, is that, like for me, I would much rather – listen to worship music than I would ever want one of my own sermons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it is it is hugely beneficial for me um, in just my walk with Jesus is is having time set aside for worship. And um, you do a good job of it and have done for a long time. And so yeah, uh, sure. as someone who doesn't is not able to do that, I could probably preach a sermon to myself while I was sitting in my house, but I can't play guitar or do anything like that. And so to have to have that is is just, you know, we're singing people. Christians are a singing people. And, well, we've uh, been commanded to sing. Yes. That's what I tell my team. You know, singing is not that everyone that joins our team, they fill out a packet and they have to sign it. And singing is a command. It's yeah. commanded over and over and over and over. Scripture, singing is the first thing that people see at your church service when you start. Most of the time, it's the first impression of your church. Is that it's it's a really big deal. Like you guys said earlier, it's it's take-home theology that's easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it's so important. So yeah. I agree with you. It's it's a it's a huge part of what we do at Connect, and uh, really as, in a, as the church as a whole, it's just a huge part of what we do, which is why you're right, it is so valuable. It is, and I love it. And uh, and I know our people love it, and I know, uh, man, it's just really good. And I wish that was, that was one thing. If I wish I could do something, like preaching is one thing, and, you know, handling the Word of God. But, yeah, yeah. But singing, <laughs> man. That's something I wish I could do, and so. Yep. Uh, but we appreciate it, and we thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, so much for for being on, and you can uh, you can actually hear Zach sing if you go to C Church dot online, right? C Church dot online. You can actually see uh, and hear Zach, and and I think you're also on Spotify, aren't you? Yeah, you can look me up on Spotify, Zach Bennett, Z A C B E N N E T T, and I'm I'm right there. Yeah, and, and he's got some music on there, and so you can. We listen to the PCB song every year. 
Yeah, that's baby. right. Yeah, yeah. I, that's uh, there's some amazing stories behind those songs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. That's our camp back in my last church. Just kind of, we had this. It was just a long. You story. just need to look it up. <laughs> just look you it need up. to look it up. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Luke. Um, but hopefully, <laughs> Connect Church will be releasing some music. Within Uh-oh. the next while, that's my hope. So, Uh-oh. yeah. And so, um, well, you guys make sure that you're paying attention, you're looking up, and you can hear some stuff from uh, from Zach and the band. And uh, it is sure to bless you and to encourage you throughout the week. And uh, and so, this week, listen to some good worship music. This week, listen to uh, maybe some good sermons. Listen to stuff ultimately that stirs your affections for Jesus if that's worship music there's a plenty of it and you've gotten some good recommendations uh, here today and uh, whatever it is walk with Jesus make much of him and everything else will work out we love you guys and we're so thankful for you and thanks for listening to the here's the deal podcast